listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. So it is Wednesday. I almost said it's Monday because I you know, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, some of us, yeah. I took those couple of days oh, off. Oh, nice to be back. My birthday weekend. Yeah. Actually, you know, it tied in with my wife taking some time off. So, oh, look at you guys spending time together. That's that's go. very nice. There you go. Family time. You, you can't know, get I, it back. I used. Uh, you know, you. Paul was very generous. Gave me a one hundred dollar Visa gift card and on two my pairs, two pairs of foam nunchucks. That's right. Yes. And a <laughs> wonderful cake from Carvel, an ice cream cake that met its demise on Saturday at my house. Ah, look at you. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. were smart to take it home, not leave it, it here for these, these it, vultures. It went down quickly. Ah, good for you. Cake. All right. Um, but uh, I, I used the card already. Oh, I went well, that's I, good. I'm glad I, you were able to use that. Grabbed a pair of sneakers. All right. Now, I overshot my budget. What, you, what, your budget? Now, here's the deal. When, I, when you go out to buy shoes, do you have a... Is there a, a dollar amount you won't go over? No. No, I mean, I mean yeah. Whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a reason. I mean, I'm, if you start talking about 150 bucks or something like that, yeah, I probably, unless it's like a pair of boots or something like that, you know, riding boots. A or pair like of that. boots, like a, yeah. a kick-ass yeah, pair yeah, of yeah. boots is I mean, going to cost you more, obviously, yeah. no, uh, if you I, go for a nice, nice pair of Western boots or something. No, I buy what I want to buy because I grew up wearing Bobo's. Which are those shoes that you got out of the bin at Woolworths that yeah. were like they were like nine bucks and they were made by some you know persons chained to a table in Asia or South America or prison it, I don't know whatever they were but Bobos I they so didn't now even I they I didn't even rate for a shelf no, Bobo, no they were that, just that thrown into of, the bin yeah, yeah that type, there was the the sneakers out of yeah. the bin sure yeah so when I turned like fourteen and I got confirmed <laughs> I used my confirmation money to buy my first pair of Canvas Nikes that was the first mm. time and I think they were thirty nine dollars or something like that That's that expensive was that for was back ex- then. that was exorbitant yeah. so yeah see I. I try and keep it at 50, which is very difficult to do these now? days. Now? Now. Yes. Just, if there's something about shoes, it just irritates me to spend, even even though, technically speaking, it was your money yes. that I was spending. Yes. I gave you $100 to spend it. <laughs> these were 70 bucks, and it was that, that was very difficult for me. Even with somebody else's money, it was hard for me to do that. Wow. So what did you buy? I bought a, a pair of Puma. Ooh, I love red, Pumas. Red Puma. Red, are they? Please tell me they're the low top suede. They're low top. They're not suede. Oh, see no. the Pumas. You got to get the. Uh, for That's me, the old school. Yeah. For me, it's got to be the blue, the navy blue with the. With the, the with I the had gray pair stripes. of those when yeah. I was when I was a young Hell man. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Those, those are good. Those are the Pumas, man. You got to have those. The low top Pumas. Hey, when's the last time you bought shoes? Uh, two weeks ago. What is? Do you do you have a budgetary limit when you go in to buy shoes? Like a certain pair of shoes? Is there an amount you'll try not to go over? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's set by my wife. Huh. What is it? Uh, well, probably seventy five bucks. Yeah, I bought some Nikes at the outlet, and they were forty nine. I don't run or cross train or exercise in any way. Right. So they don't have to be special. <laughs> yeah, I, that that makes complete sense. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I think I think like seventy seventy five bucks is kind of the low end of a decent sneaker. It's tough to find them for fifty. I can tell you that. Yes. Well, you but didn't I, have I to. I strive to. You didn't have to. It wasn't your money. Right. That was the whole point of me giving you the gift card was for you to spend that's, recklessly. That the point is, it's still it's difficult. I don't know what it's a random thing. I'm like that with apples at the grocery store too. See, you're not I, if it's over a hundred. If it's over a dollar twenty nine a pound, I won't get them. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say you are cheap because that's not true. What I would say is you are fiscally responsible to a fault. 
I think you deny Sometimes, you deny yes. yourself. You deny oh, yourself. Oh, that is absolutely true. You deny yourself some of life's simple pleasures. And speaking as somebody who's been broke my entire life, I've learned that you can't take it with you, so you might as well enjoy it. I'm more likely to deny myself something than buy something for somebody else. Yeah, you're a decent gift giver, yeah. and and you and you pick up the tab a lot of times. Like when we would go out drinking or hanging out and stuff, yeah. you'll pick up the tab. You're you don't have a again. You're not cheap, but I think you deny yourself certain. <laughs> it's true. Certain of life. Yeah. Life's rich pleasures, now, I, and, and it's and it's weird to me. It, and it, again, that's a completely random thing. Shoes. I don't know why. Yeah, it is. It's an odd one. So uh, I, I can't wait until you bring your red Pumas in here so we can take pictures and put them up on the Mark and Andrew Paul I Facebook I wore the page. green shirt today, so I didn't want to look like it was Christmas. Yeah, so I didn't wear would, them today. Yeah, that would be stupid. They, those definitely clash. Well, now, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. Yes, it's that time of the of the week where we, we try to make your neighborhood a little bit smaller, try to bring people together, maybe serve the community a bit by introducing you to people that you've never met before, but you got to identify them to people that you have met before. And so we present the Mark and Paul neighborhood nickname. I'm about to have several new neighbors in my neighborhood. All right. A <clears throat> couple of houses sold on my street. Uh, one, I think, is going to be a family that's moving in. I think they bought the house. The other one has a four lease sign in front of it. Rental. And so I, yeah. expect, I expect that somebody just turned it, flipped it, and now they're going to rent it out to somebody. So I'm looking forward to new arrivals. Oh, my God, we're having neighbors. There you go. I wonder, I wonder if we'll have a gender reveal for my neighbors moving in. <laughs> new folks coming I'll, in. I'll shoot some tannonite at their house. Good morning. Hey, I, I finally got a neighborhood nickname for you. Uh, the, the Late Lighters. They still got the Christmas lights on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are, the the you, late lighters. Nice. Do you live in Chandler? And is the guy's uh, snowman no. blown over from the wind? No, I, I, I'm in West Chandler. Ah. Uh, oh, west, west of the mall. Well, they got their lights on, and they got these big old bingo balls hanging from the... Uh, the wait, wait. They're still lighting the them? Yeah. They still turn them on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what their what their reason is, but you know, whatever. The late lighters. Yeah, I got it. I got and I I almost took a picture and sent it to you yesterday. I was walking the dog. Um, I do have. It, it looks like a disaster area. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the guy is away or what's going on. But there's a house on the next street over from mine that still has like reindeer. You know, the little wire reindeer yes. and a, and a and a and a snowman and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays stuff all in his front yard. But because we've had huh. some storms and some wind, it's all been blown over. And there's still lights hanging from the house. I really wonder, weird. I almost feel like the house has been abandoned, but they've got several cars in the driveway. Yeah, and they didn't take their their and decorations they they with them. Any of the, yeah, I, it's so weird. It's, we, I'll take a picture today and send it to you. Maybe we'll post it on the Mark and Andrew Paul page. We're gonna have to blur out obviously the address because it's a private yeah. residence. But but I'll just take a picture of some of the things. They're literally still up because I today's March 17th. Yeah, Happy Saint, Saint Patrick's Day. Saint Patrick's Day. So, they still have Christmas decorations up. As of about three weeks ago, we still had a house in our neighborhood with Christmas lights up and on at night. Wow, they mustn't be there. Everything they're, must be on a timer. They're, i got to well, assume they're, they're not there. Yeah, I, we, we actually walked past it last night, and they're not on anymore. It's been a couple of weeks at least, but I yeah. thought that was late. But this guy's got them going well, strong still. I'll, to, I'll top it today. I'll send, I'll grab a picture of this wow. and, and send it to you, and, and we'll put it up on the Market Interpol Facebook page. Could be the latest Christmas uh, decorations ever on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's well past time, folks. I would think so, yeah. Well, now, who are the people in your neighborhood? 
the people that you meet each day. I saw you posted, you know, what is the greatest ever drink? Because today is St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Very, very concerned about some of the responses. And and why very, is that? Very concerned. Well, well, first of all, I mean, listen, everybody everybody knows St. Patty's Day is is mo- mostly about beer, right? Uh, it, it certainly is. In fact, hey, who wants to play Drink the Beer? Right here. <laughs> you win. All right. What do I win? Another beer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's usually that's usually how you win that game, right? That's good. Yeah. Uh, but some of the responses for greatest ever drink. Um. Captain Morgan and cream soda? Oh, boy. What is that called? Vomit. Yeah, I, I, I don't like cream soda with anything, much less... Ca- you know no, what? I'll do the, soda. I'll do, the, I'll do the Captain Morgan. You can hang on to the cream soda because... <laughs> Me? I like the sauce. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take whatever you got. Anything left in that bottle? How about Hawaiian Punch, Mountain Dew, and vodka? Okay, here's the thing. I, I, always, I always associate <laughs> Hawaiian Punch... Or high C, any of those sort of fruity, sugary drinks yeah. with college. Because you would always befriend yeah. that person that works in the cafeteria. They would get you a couple of those boxes of high C concentrate. And you would dump those in your footlocker, the grape high C concentrate. And then you would go and, you know, you'd get the requisite amount of water. And then and then ice cubes. And then dump like three gallons of vodka or Everclear, whatever you had. And then you'd float some star fruit in it, which are citrus fruit that are in the shape of they a star. in the shape that, of a yeah, star. That, I, that's I, what I we just those. called yeah. it, star fruit. That's all that's we called it. That's what it's called, it. yeah. yeah. So. Um, in your foot locker. In the foot locker, yeah, because get, get it was a, a good foot taste in there. Well, no, because at, uh, at, at nobody ever put anything in the foot locker except for liquor. You line it with a garbage bag, and and because the Massachusetts State College system at the time was were dry campuses, so at Framingham State College we had to the RAs could come into your room, but they couldn't search your room unless they had probable cause, and as long as you kept a padlock on the foot locker, they couldn't ask you to open it. Jeffrey Dahmer was the only guy who used the <laughs> foot locker literally. Yes, the I only would think guy so. Ever. Yeah, yeah, but and, I, and I think he okay. chilled it as well. So what is your, uh, what is your, if, 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 if you were, uh, phone number is, is, is 480-470-KSLX, but if you were to say what your greatest drink ever is, what would you say? Uh, What's the me, greatest ever drink? I, I like tequila, man. Um, so I, I, I would have to say, yeah, I would have to say tequila. Yeah, tequila is a, a thing. Just, just I like, tequila. I like, I like, but I like clear tequila. Don't give me any of that gold stuff. It's might just as well a, be drinking just gasoline. Just straight tequila? Uh, yeah, it's tequila shots. Which I like to sip. Yeah, you sip tequila. I like the you taste do that, of yeah. tequila. Um, uh, I've, although drink? I've lost my taste for margaritas. Uh, margaritas, yeah, margaritas. I always wind up like, why did I have that? I'm thirsty like crazy. Now. Well, you could you could make a banana margarita, which is good. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are you know, that gives you a little different flavor to it. it takes yeah. a lot longer than a Jack and Coke, though. Yeah, keep in mind that anything. Yeah, I, I would do what they used to call the old the old Black Tooth Grin, which was a, a drink that was um, named after a song from Megadeth, which was a couple of shots of of Jim Jim Beam and Coke. So did the same. It was just a Black Jim Tooth. Beam and Coke. Yeah, it was a Jim yeah. Beam and Coke, but it just got called the Black Tooth Grim because it was just a, a you know colloquialism. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a uh, Jack and Coke guy, and now I've been indulging in the Jack and Ginger Ale, which is damn good also. All right. Well, I've, I've, re, I've rediscovered ginger ale. All right. Well, I guess uh, if you're making your St. Patrick's Day plans. Now, if I can just find a midget with some gin, I'll be in business. Man, now, come on now. <laughs> gin and tonics are good, too. Yeah, gin and tonics are good. Yeah. Shaken, not stirred. That's your summertime drink. Yeah. All right. Whatever you're doing, be safe today. Yes, absolutely. 480-470-KSLX. Let's face it, for for most people, it's just another work day. Yeah. And for everyone else, uh, like us, it's just another work day where you're drinking at 7.05 in the morning.
in just a second, we'll let you know one of the responses for greatest ever drink, and it's a drink I haven't I haven't even heard of in like twenty years. Okay, it's totally totally reminds me of my parents. Alabama that, Slammer? No, and it's not a Rob Roy uh, either or a Manhattan. Yes, you know? I, I remember um, Alabama when, Slammer when I was a kid. Um, I, I have an older brother from one of my father's five other previous marriages to my mom, and. I remember taking a class with a teacher who had one of my older brothers a couple of years before. And, of course, I was, I know you might find this hard to believe, annoying in class Mm -hmm. as a a kid. I was a class clown. And the teacher had a parent-teacher conference, and he said, because of your sons over the years, I have to go home and drink two highballs before I can even talk to my (laughs) wife. And I don't even know what a highball is. Yeah, I'm not. I've, that's one of those ones I've heard a million times. Yeah, not even sure what it is. I think yeah. it has gin in it. I'm not sure. Some, I don't know what a highball is, but I just remember Mel Pellegrini, who was the father of Joe Pellegrini, former lineman for the New York Jets. I remember Mel Pellegrini telling my father, "Because of your kids, I got to drink two highballs before I can even talk to my wife every day." All right, let's <laughs> let's get some other greatest ever drinks. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Tequila and uh, Budweiser. There you go, buddy. Tequila and Budweiser. Sure. My favorite drink is a Cuba Libra. Liberation of Cuba. It's Ron Rico rum, Coca-Cola, and you got to have the little slice of lime in it. Uh, It's got to be the new Dr. Pepper Zero with some original uh, Southern Comfort. Tequila and lemonade. Tequila and lemonade. That sounds like it. That sounds like it's a very sour drink. I mean, tequila has a bite enough to it on its own. Then you add some lemonade to it. Oh, boy. I got the definition of a highball. It's an iced drink containing liquor, such as whiskey, and water or a carbonated beverage. So it's basically served in a it's tall whiskey, glass. Whiskey and basically water? Uh, served in a tall glass. So any kind of whiskey, any kind of soft drink with it, carbonated beverage, basically a mixed drink. Oh, yeah. all right. Kind I, of a, just a right. catch-all I, definition. I, I, thought, I always thought that was like an old person's drink. Yeah, no, it's not a specific drink. It's I like a category. They, I always thought they served it in like the gin glass with the olive. You know what I mean? I, that's what I think of a, of <laughs> well, a highball, yeah. Well, that... Here's the one I was talking about, which is sounds like so old school to me. Whiskey sour. Oh, yeah. Whiskey sour. Yeah, that's what your grandma drank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really is. Yeah, yeah. The whiskey sour is definitely an old person's drink. That's uh, that's That goes back a ways. That is, any, you know, some kind of bourbon, fresh lemon juice. Yeah. Some simple syrup, which I guess is like a mixer yeah, of some I sort, so, and sure. uh, and you can serve it with an orange wheel. Uh, I do remember when we were a kid, what was it uh, that we would drink? Uh, uh, Southern Comfort. That was always, I remember banging back uh, a lot of Southern Comfort as a kid, and I mean as a kid in, in college, um, and I made the mistake of having drinking Southern Comfort on a St. Patrick's Night party uh, at Framingham State College after having... Um, and this is not a joke. Lucky Charms for breakfast for uh, dinner. Oh yeah. And uh, you don't want to jam Southern Comfort on top of milk. It well, set, it sets everything in reverse. It, clean, it, all it cleans depends. your digestive system right out. It all depends how much you put on top yeah, of it. You become the fountain of uke. Yep. And what kind of base coat you yeah, had laid yeah, down? I didn't, I didn't lay down a good base uh, coat. That was go. just stupid. And I haven't. I don't think I've had Southern Comfort since 1987. Yeah, I haven't had it since. Yeah. Uh, it's been further back than that because yeah. that was one of my that was one of my early mistakes. Yeah, with it's drinking. A, I think that's a kid drink. Yeah, I think it's a kid drink, and you outgrow it very quickly. And you glorified learn. cough syrup. Yeah, when you start to drink as an adult, you really realize yep that you graduate from southern comfort to jägermeister that's what that that's what happens there
It's time to exploit other people's stupidity for comedic gain. It's a thing we like to call the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Yeah. So 50-year-old Michael Rebo is a guy who he must like the outdoors because on Friday he was out at the Cold Stream he was out at the Cold Stream Dam and Recreational Area in Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania. Now, the problem is is that it was after hours when Michael was there and he wasn't really communing with nature. He was actually driving around in a restricted area of the Cold Stream Dam. Damn. And Michael was also very, very drunk. And like I said, driving in a restricted area, drunk around a dam. Michael even tried to drive across the flat base at the top of the dam. Now, this dam is not terribly high. But nor is it terribly wide, which is why Michael's Jeep was too wide for driving across. And down the Jeep went... Into the dam's spillway. That's sort of where it all gathers at the bottom. Now, the the spillway itself is not terribly deep. But it was deep enough so that there was no way that Michael could get the Jeep out of there. And he wasn't even trying because Michael had passed out by this time. And that's the way the police found Michael. Passed out in his front seat, stuck in the spillway of a dam. Damn! But his reaction when police woke him up was even better because he told cops, oh, I wasn't the one who drove this here. That's pretty much what the cops said to him. Yeah. Uh, Michael later recanted that story when he was sober enough to realize how ridiculous it was. He is charged with DUI, trespassing, careless driving, which is the understatement of the year. And he was also driving on a suspended license. Because Michael has had vehicular trouble before, which probably shouldn't be a surprise. There's Michael Rebo, Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania. Your Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. And the Dumbass is brought to you by Arrowhead Harley-Davidson. The best prices and largest selection on pre-owned Harleys in the Valley at ArrowheadHarley.com. I've got a question for anybody listening this morning and for you, Paul. What would you do in this situation? All right. So Friday was my my 60th birthday. So I get home. Take a little nap. I get up from my nap. I come downstairs, and I got a voicemail from one of my brother-in-laws. Okay, or brothers, brothers-in-law. Yeah, and these are you know I have a good relationship with all of my wife's brothers, but they don't call me. We don't talk on the phone or right. anything it like that. It was clearly a birthday call. Exactly. Right. So I listen to the message. Hey, just calling for your birthday. You know, hope you're having a good one. Just wanted to check in, see how you're doing, what's up, and blah blah blah. All right, take it easy. But the message doesn't end. Okay, he didn't, he didn't hang up. All right. Either he missed the button or just forgot to do it. And I, I hear in the background, did you call him? His, you know, his wife. He's like, yeah, I just called him. And I'm like, I paused the message at that point because I looked at it and it went on for another two minutes Oh. after that. <laughs> so, you know, my question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you listen to it or do you not listen to it? I don't know, man. Um, 
Because, okay, I don't know, because I gots to know, but I'm not sure. <laughs> You're I'm not, not sure, sure that applies. to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you, I mean did, the question you want to know is, I, I get you want answered is, how do your wife's brothers really think of you? Right, because you could get a little glimpse in there. Yeah. Of that. Like, yeah. Okay, so here's, a, here's an example. Like, when we go back to visit my wife's mom, my, this particular brother-in-law lives with his wife right next to my mother-in-law. Right. Basically the same plot of land. We always go up to their house to use the shower because the shower in my mother-in-law's house, let's just say it's a, it's an adventure. Okay. <laughs> right? So we, you know, they, they offered us the use of the shower. And so now every time we go, it's just kind of assumed. Like, it's like, hey, I'm going to come up later and take a shower up there. All right, that's fine. Like, I could picture this happening. He thinks he hangs up, and his wife says, do you call him? Yeah, I call him. He didn't answer. He's probably out bumming a shower off somebody. Yeah. Right? You know, he, he's just an inside joke between the two of them. That's yeah. not really doesn't mean anything necessarily. But if I heard that, I'd be like, oh, man, I, they think I've been taking advantage of them. Well, you know, see, here, make you feel bad. Here's what I just gathered from what you just said. I know for a fact that you and your wife or whomever that you hang out with speak ill of other people after you hang up the phone with them. It's well, because it's one of those things, it's you know, one of those things that you do. Because every, I think everybody does it. Okay, I think like, everybody does it. But I think, like you, you know, you like, don't like. It's not vicious. It's yeah, more but, of like an inside joke. Like if there was a guy who was coming over all the time, borrowing my air compressor because his tire right. has gone flat. Right. Right. You know, he's coming over all the time, borrowing it. If he calls me sometime, or if I called him sometime, you know, I might hang up the phone and say, uh, you know, and my wife says, "Was he home?" I said, "No." Probably out borrowing somebody's air compressor, right? He's probably, sure. Or he's probably walking over here to borrow my air compressor. Yeah, I think that there are, um, and it's just a, it's just a joke, but it's not a vicious one. I think we all know that people talk behind our backs. Everybody, yeah, of course. I, I have no yeah. doubt you do it to me. I do it to you. I'm mm-hmm. sure Guido does it to both of us. I'm sure you know. Yeah, and I'm sure our boss does Dave it. does it. Yeah. I'm sure you know. Every, I mean, that's just sort of human nature. You yeah. get together and you find somebody else to rag on or goof <laughs> on, and and it may not be mean spirited. On the other hand, it may be. Oh my God, did you call him? Yeah, glad that's out of the way. Exactly, like, it could be it, one of those it, situations. It could have been one of those. Yeah, he didn't answer. Thank God. Yeah, I didn't yeah, have I didn't to talk to him. Yeah, that but wasn't. I got my nice gesture in without the pain. Yeah, I, right? I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the right. That's a moral dilemma so that I question. don't have the answer for. 480-470-KSLX. Do you listen to – do you still have the message? No. Ah, uh, see, see. I didn't want I, I to know. See, I would like to auction that message off to somebody for charity. <laughs> And have somebody else hear the message, and, and then and then and then and then blackmail either you and or your your brother in law. Imagine if my brother in law, yeah, at some point realized, oh my god, we've been on for two and a half minutes. What did we say? Oh yeah, we don't even know. And he doesn't have the control to del- to delete it either. No. Oh, that would be the worst. Only I did. That'd right? be the worst. You could actually hold that over him forever, not having ever listened to it. You go. By the way, I heard what you left on the message, <laughs> and you might be able to get a free shower out of the deal. <laughs> Just saying. All right, here's a for instance. Okay. Let's say you call somebody who you're still, he owes you a little bit of money, but you're still friendly with him. All right. right? And you're calling him just for something else. And then you don't reach him. And somebody says to you, hey, did you reach him? And you're like, no, I hope he's out working a double shift so he can pay me back finally. All right. 
Just a little crack. You're amusing yourself. Sure. You're amusing the other buddy that might be there, whoever else is there. But you don't really mean anything vicious by it. But what if you had forgotten to hang up and left that on the voicemail? That might not look so good for you, right? Yeah, I I think that... um yeah, I I, I I think I I think it's so weird because on the one hand you're like I, I here I would consider the source I would sit back and think is that something I would be I would say to about them like you sit back and go is that something I would say and if I did what did I what would I mean by it like, yeah I think and that's I think why intent versus words sometimes uh, sometimes you you might misrepresent or misinterpret the relationship that you have with somebody and right. and you might think you're way more comfortable than somebody else is right. Because my buddy Corey and I wish would do that. We would make really bad ethnic cracks because Corey happens to be Jewish and my father was Italian. So we made these really awful ethnic cracks toward each other as friends, just ball busting. Um, but to an outsider, that might have been considered hate speech. Yeah, well, so I, you might you might sit back and say to yourself, you know, that relationship that you thought you had with that person may not be what you think it is. Yeah. So, I mean, the question is, I got this nice birthday wish from my brother-in-law the other day on the phone. It was a voicemail, but he forgot to hang up. And so there was a good two minutes of other stuff. I didn't listen to it, but I was like, should I listen to it? I mean, did was he going to say something else to me? Um, but then again, I was thinking, I, you know, I hit pause and I'm like, I, you know, maybe him and his wife are going to share an inside joke, you know, busting on me a little bit. Or they might start talking about something that's very private right. to them. And I'm yeah. like, ooh, I don't, I don't want to hear that, you know, or yeah. you know, that, that's not something I should know and I shouldn't, you know, because so any, I mean, that, that was well, the question uh, is, is should you listen to the rest of the voicemail? And I guess the bigger question is, does it matter what people, what, what somebody thinks of you? Hmm. No, Mark, you, you, you hang up because it's none of your business, whether it's a relative or a stranger, what anybody thinks about there, you, yeah, and it shouldn't matter. And it's and it's kind of like eavesdropping, right? Yes, yes, it is. And like I said, I'm sitting here and what anybody else has to say about me because I don't care, and it doesn't matter to me. It's, I'm not going to stress over it whether I know them or not. I wouldn't listen to the rest of it. I just delete it. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I, that's, I, and that's what I will do. Well, actually, that's what I did is delete it. Yeah, but you can still recover it if it's on an iPhone. You know you can recover <laughs> that, that, right? right? You know you can recover that, right? I'm not going to go to that I'm just trouble. saying you can. I know you can. I'm just saying. I'm not going to delete it, bring it back, and then sit and wonder whether I should listen to it. I'm just going to delete it and let somebody, it go away. Somebody actually suggested it was Mary who emailed and said that you should let me listen to the message. Is that right? And then me decide whether or not it's something you should hear or not. What? <laughs> Which I think, which I think would be unlimited power. <laughs> that's right. I would love. That's exactly that's what you right. want to do. Is put me in a position yeah. of authority. Yeah. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's a great idea or not. <laughs> you know, actually, I, I, from that guy's call, I don't always believe people when they say they don't care whether what other people think. Usually, I think people we that all say that do to a certain extent. Usually, people that say that care the most about what other people think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those people are like I don't care what you think of me. What do you think about that? What? <laughs> kind of like the guy who says, I don't have a racist bone in my body. Right. Yes. I can't be racist. Some of my best friends are. <laughs> exactly. Insert ethnicity here. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? All right. So coming I, up. No doubt my buddy Corey and I were saying some but, racist stuff to each other. Right. Yeah. But it's. It's words it's versus o- intent. It's only meant. For, it's in the vault. Yes. It's only meant you're for you the, guys. You're in the right? trust tree, the circle yes. of trust, whatever it is.
it's creeping up on 9 o'clock here with Mark and Neander Paul. Just about to click over and let's get into the big three at 9. Just so, you know, some of the best audio clips that we have found over the course of the morning that producer Guido has put together for us. Now, I didn't really watch any of the Grammys the other night. Did you see the Eddie tribute, the Eddie Van Halen tribute? It was wasn't it? Eddie Van Halen tribute. It was... Um it was like 14 seconds. Here's the thing. Um, there was something planned. They asked Wolfgang Van Halen to take part. Uh, what would have been a nice tribute was him playing that song, Distance, that he wrote as a tribute to his father. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a nice tribute. They didn't ask him to do that. They asked him to do something else, and he refused to do it. Um, and then, of course, there's you know a bunch of controversy regarding the Megan The Stallion and Cardi B performance and stuff. <laughs> but there were some cool things. A, uh, oh, Ice-T won a Grammy for Best Metal, which is kind of neat. <laughs> as 60-year-old Ice-T and his band Body Count are the best heavy metal band in the world, I guess, according to the Grammys. Um, and uh, Tiffany Haddish, who I used to love on that show at midnight with Chris Hardwick, and she's had a couple of movie appearances. She's oh, yeah, done she, pretty good. She's pretty big. This yeah. has been a big a big year for her. She became the first uh, African-American female comic to win a Grammy since Whoopi Goldberg in the 80s. And she was also doing like a, uh, I think she was doing some sort of live stream. Yeah. During the Grammys with people when she found out that she had won. Me, I'm just happy with being nominated personally. But I just and won I a Grammy. love lo- I just what? You just won a Grammy. I just I just won a Grammy. <laughs> I just are you are you serious? I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Congratulations. You just won the best comedy album. Y'all serious? I'm serious. I really won. <laughs> yeah. And she's starting to cry. And Not a big like deal until yeah. she wins. Well, that's you know, and I think that's what a lot of a lot of artists feel like. Yeah, yeah. They say like Bruce Springsteen or somebody's like, yeah, I never really thought this was cool until I won one. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just to clarify, she's actually filming the new Kids Say the Darndest Things. So she was on set filming it live with kids. Oh no! Okay. And and she could hear the producer in her ear. All right, so while that, they're filming it, that ties into what I was going to mention about best comedy album. From 1965 through 1970, there were six okay. different best comedy albums, all won by the same guy. Yes, who? Uh, uh, 65 to 70? Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> and he, who used to host Kids Say, Say the, the Darndest, Darndest Things. things. Yeah. yeah, he also won one in the 80s. I think he's got at least seven of those Grammys for best comedy albums. Yeah, Bill Cosby, funny guy, awful human being. There you go. Yeah, you can do the two. Speaking of, uh, of fun... This is interesting, and it sort of ties in with what I was talking about with the Eddie Van Halen thing. Uh, former Van Halen members Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony have a band called The Circle, and during the lockdown, they've been doing this thing called Lockdown Sessions, yep. where they do a, a bunch of clips of, of you know some of their favorite cover songs, and they released a whole album of it, but now they're continuing to do it. They just covered Robert Palmer's Bad Case of Loving You. It's pretty good. Yeah, when you're when you're all in different places and there's no real producer doing it, it sounds a little bit like that. Yeah, it's live in, yeah. in studio. But here's the great part about that, and, and it ties into our third piece of audio, and that is Michael Anthony is arguably the greatest background singer in rock. I mean, you, you know that voice the minute you hear him. Absolutely. It appears he is being re-embraced by the Van Halen Corporation. For those that don't remember, remember that 2004 tour where uh, where Eddie lost his mind down in Tucson and, yep. and, and smashed the guitar and they stormed off stage? When Michael Anthony was part of that tour, he actually had to sign away his rights to Van Halen music and the logo and being part of the corporation. 
and wasn't involved in any of the business decisions involving the band. That is now changing, apparently. With the passing of Eddie Van Halen, there is some talk of, of going back into the vaults and pulling out some music. This, this could be a box set encompassing all the different singers and the entire run of their career. I know there has been some talk about doing a, a box set and redoing some stuff, but I think it's kind of in the early works and nobody's really you know, talked that much about it yet, but I'm, I'm sure and I also hope that that, that will happen. It's like, uh, like Mr. Rock and Roll's nice guy. Yes. Like he he is the nicest guy, most easygoing guy because they did kind of they did kind of put the screws to him later Absolutely. in the Van Halen career about not getting as much of a slice of the pie as he had been getting, and he was like, okay. I think one of the things that was happening um, was when Wolfgang Van Halen, who was brought on as the bass player starting in 2007, he started making his own music. I think he wanted to find a graceful exit from the band, and he reached out to Michael Anthony or tried to reach out to Michael Anthony before management did it. But he actually broached the idea with it with his father and everybody in the band said, hey, why don't you get Mike back in the band so that he could step away and do his own thing? He didn't want to be part of the band anymore. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the reason why he didn't perform at the Grammys, because they wanted him to play Eruption uh, in tribute to his father. And he was like, no, I'm my own guy. Nobody can do this the, yeah. the way Eddie would have done it. Exactly. So there's there's a whole bunch of different things. But I think the good news out of all of that is that Michael Anthony is now sort of uh, reintegrated into the history of Van Halen. And, yeah, we and hope. that's a positive. Yeah, we hope. Yeah, right. It appears so. There's your big three at nine. We'll roll them at you again tomorrow at the same time here at KSLX. Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. 